And you're back with Encounter with God here on Faith FM. We have come to our Bible study from the book of Revelation, but before we do, we're going to have another clue for our quiz. What yes. Have we got? Lyle, I just want you to have a stab at it again. We know that this guy, we know that this guy, he, um, he, he, like Paul says in 2 Timothy, um, that everyone left him except for this guy. Do you reckon you know who that is? You want me to have a stab before you give the next yep, one? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with my uh, first Yeah, okay, card. you got it right. Because uh, I knew when, yeah, yeah, when yeah, I yeah. gave the next, because I'm going to do double clears, I knew when and, I gave the next one. And you see what ones. I started to write? Yeah, I know. Right? And I was like looking over it. And that's why I started going like, oh, oh, because I was like, I want to throw him off. <laughs> so he doesn't get it right. But double prizes are no longer so up I got for the, grabs. I got the whole answer written down, except for... <laughs> the last letter And then he crossed it out <laughs> And wrote something else Because I was making noises Lawson, threw got, him Lawson got inside my head <laughs> Alright, okay I was like, what? So we know this guy he, he, he didn't leave Paul Okay, we also know Our next clue is I sent greetings to the church At Colossae Colossae? Colossae Yes Well, that's obscure I wouldn't get it from that. Okay. Uh, well, here's the, here's the big one. Are you going to give another clue? Yes. So double, 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 double clues. clues. All right. Give us a call. 1-800-324-843 is the number or text us on 0491-064-669 because here comes the big clue. Okay. I addressed my books to Theophilus. Yeah. Oh, that's the big one. So we know this guy. He's a writer in the Bible. Uh huh. And, and he, he dressed has his a good books. friend. He has a good friend named Theophilus. Theophilus. If you know who this is, yeah, give us a call one eight hundred Theophilus is three two four eight four three. Sorry, Theophilus is a cool name. I have a friend named Theo. Yeah, but but but, but like no, but it, I, th- I have pretty, a friend named Theo as well. I'm pretty sure it's short for Theophilus. I've got, I've got two friends named Theo, and they are not short for. Neither of them are short for Theophilus. I don't, Maybe. One is short for Theodora, um, and that's the female version. And the other one, I think, is just Theo. Maybe I just—I've got three. I, I can—I've got another one. You've three, got, an, you've got, got three, three of them. Three and none of them are Theophilus. Maybe, I don't think any of them are. Maybe you have to pass the Lawson, torch to me. I have Lawson, to find a woman. You need to find have a wife. Kids, if and you are young bam, and single, then uh, <laughs> Lawson is would like to have a son named Theophilus. <laughs> if you're well, young, single, enticing. and you like the name Theophilus. <laughs> <laughs> give us a call at one eight hundred. I'm just joking. I don't want to give the number out anymore because I'm like <laughs> we give the number out all the time here on Faith FM. All right, you are in trouble. Yeah, Bible study. Bible study. Revelation chapter thirteen. Indeed. Okay, Revelation thirteen. Let's go over there. Oh, actually, go to Daniel seven. Go to, go, go to Daniel. Oh, yeah, 7. that's right. We're because we've been studying Revelation thirteen from Daniel seven mm-hmm. because they're parallel chapters, and we've been looking at identifying characteristics for the Antichrist. Just like yes, uh, this week you do not get rice bubbles for breakfast. No, it's- neither do you even get Weetbix. This is hash browns. This is yeah with soy meat. Hash browns with soy meat. Absolutely. Ew. This is, this is, man, because we've been talking about, you know, health issues and diabetes and, and all these different things. Man, imagine if KFC was open at like seven o'clock in the morning. It's not? No, 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 no. They don't, they don't make breakfast food. People don't eat chicken for breakfast? Well, I've eaten chicken for breakfast. <laughs> I ate a piece of chicken for breakfast in 1992. I ate a piece of, piece of chicken for breakfast on the 
12th of September 1992 <laughs> Are you making this up? No I'm not actually That's for real how do you remember that? <laughs> because it was the last piece of chicken I ever ate and it was on Final Approach into um, uh, Dulles International Airport in Washington, D.C. Yeah. And I know what date I arrived there. Yep. And that was the date I became vegan. Wait, did, did, was it like some takeaway chicken? No, like, no, no. It was, it was like it was um, the good Qantas, stuff. Qantas chicken. Oh, Qantas chicken. Qantas well, chicken. There you go. Yeah. Bam. Actually, it might have been... No, it was American Airlines chicken because back in the day, <laughs> they probably still do. I don't know. They were they were partners with each other, and so yeah, it was American Airlines. Oh, there you go. It's my first ever international trip. I was twenty years old. I had never been overseas before. I flew out of Hobart International Airport, changed planes in Sydney. Hobart arrived internationally. Oh, it did. <laughs> it did back in the day. It did. Used to be able to fly to Christchurch. Um, (laughs) (laughs) International Christchurch. (laughs) That's another country, it counts. Another country. Yeah. Hobart International Airport with its two gates. uh, Four gates, sorry. Four gates. Four gates. Um, Changed plane to Sydney, which was big, and then um, arrived in LA, which, you know, I'm 20 years old and I've grown up in the bush in Tasmania and I'm in LA International Airport and mm. my eyes are just bogging out of my head. Yeah. Such a great adventure. Man, that's Every it. young person should travel. Dude, truth. Well, we're traveling soon. We are, absolutely. You're a young person and you are traveling. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I was traveling for the Lord back then. You are traveling for the Lord now. You're what, 20? Yeah. Same age as me oh, when I first traveled. Except you're already well traveled. Um, you're like a seasoned traveler. I was, I was just like a kid from the bush. <laughs> I, was a, I was a redneck, feral, bogan from the bush. <laughs> bogan Lyle. Uh, very much so. It was funny because when I arrived in uh, uh, in America and I'm at college, there were some other Australians there. They had to translate for me because none of the Americans could understand oh, my Bogan dude, accent. I was exactly the same when I went to when because when I went to Europe, um, it's different. They speak a different language. Yeah, no, I'm no. sitting there at the table having a conversation because, of course, I can understand American because we have American TV. Having a conversation, they just give me blank looks like I have no idea what he just said. But the thing is, is like even the Europeans, is speak English they don't understand like the accent or no. the anything and so and so yeah I, when I first went over there particularly good quality bogan yeah proper like real bogan because I was in the motorbike scene in Australia that's like full of bogans man like it's <laughs> bogan's like, the best culture <laughs> and so yeah when you rock up in, in Europe and I'm like you know talking to my mechanic or my, my data guys I'm like oh yeah that corner was like I'm just getting so bogan and they're like what are you talking about can you just slow it down <laughs> when you do a Bible study Lord. yes we do need to do a Bible Daniel study. Seven. Right, we're already. I'm already there. I'm ready to go. What are we? Let's go. Let's do uh, it. What were we reading? Let's read um, <laughs> Daniel chapter seven. We're going to read from the explanation of the prophecy. So let's do a quick review of some of the things that we were talking about. Uh, we were talking about how, and identifying characteristics. We found that the Bible says that the little horn, the Antichrist, or the beast, rises out of the head of the fourth beast. That is Rome. We know that mm-hmm. the Antichrist will arise out of Rome. It arrives after Rome has disintegrated into 10 separate nations, so yes. that places it after 476 AD, mm-hmm. and before three of those initial 10 are eliminated, that pla- eliminated from Rome, that places it uh, before the year 538. Mm-hmm. We then noticed a bunch of other scriptures in the Bible that 
tell us very, very clearly that the Antichrist uh, has been around in the past, mm-hmm. is here in the present, and will exist into the future. And so this is, you know, we talked about the deception of Satan where he comes along and is like, yeah, you know, just speculate about who the Antichrist might be, but you don't really worry about it because he's only going to exist for seven years in the future, which is not what is in the Bible mm. at all. Um, that is just absolutely unbiblical. And uh, then we looked at some more identifying characteristics that the Antichrist was a nation. Yeah. A beast is a symbol of a nation, that it would have a man at its head, obviously. Mm-hmm. We understand that. That's what nations are, how that's how nations function. Um, that it would be a small nation, a micro nation. The Bible calls it a little horn. And that it would speak blasphemy. Mm. Um, we looked at some first century definitions for blasphemy. In fact, a caller called through with another definition as well, which was quite interesting. Mm. Um, so you got little ideas like that? Deb, feel free to give us a call and to <coughs> share on the program. Okay, so then we continue on from there. The explanation of the prophecy gives some extra clues that the actual prophecy itself doesn't give. Mm-hmm. And that takes us now to verse 20. Okay, the Bible says in Daniel chapter 7 and verse 20, I also asked about the ten horns on the fourth beast's head and the little horn that came up afterward and destroyed three of the other horns. This horn had seemed greater than the others and had human eyes and a mouth that was boasting arrogantly. Okay, so notice here it seems greater. Mm. You have a little horn that seems greater. That seems, seems to be like a uh, contradiction in terms, you know? Yeah. One says it's little, the other says it's big. Mm. And if you look at the, um, the, the, Hebrew, the Hebrew word behind this, it actually carries with it the context of not just being greater, but knowing its power mm. and a certain level of arrogance. So strong, powerful, and knowing how powerful it is. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so we're going to look for a small nation, a micro-nation, that has just a massive amount of power and Uh influence in the world. Mm -hmm. Okay, we continue on from there, and verse 21, you want to read that one for us, please? Yeah, the, uh, the Bible says in verse 21, As I watched, this horn was waging war against God's holy people and was defeating them. All right, so we're looking for a nation that is uh, has a, uh, an agenda to destroy Christianity, mm-hmm. an agenda to commit the worst kind of atrocities, mm. an agenda to yeah to commit I, I guess a certain kind of genocide. And if you look at the history, you're going to find that genocide was definitely a policy there for uh, for many many years in some parts of the world. Mm. All right, so persecution. How long will that go for? Let's go down to... Oh, actually, no, before we do, there's something else we need to note. Um, and we're going to find it. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, in verse 24, please. The Bible says in verse 24, It's ten horns of ten kings who will rule that empire. Then another king will arise, different from the other ten, who will subdue three of them. Okay, so the Bible makes at this point a couple of times through the uh, explanation of the prophecy that this is going to be a different kind of a kingdom. It's not your average kind of kingdom. It's not your average kind of nation or state or otherwise. It is very, very different from, mm. you know, the norm. Yes. 
And so this is like, I think, the second or the third time it's been mentioned in this passage. And as a result of that, you know, it really gives us an indication that, you know, God's trying to catch our attention here and say, mm. yeah, this is something different. What you're going to find here is that this is a, this is a nation because it is symbolized by a, um, a horn. Mm-hmm. It is also symbolized by a beast, and that is a symbol of a nation. Mm-hmm. But when you go to Revelation chapter 17, you'll find exactly the same identifying characteristics given once again, except that in Daniel chapter 17, it is symbolized by a woman. Mm. And a woman in Bible prophecy is the symbol of a church, yes. a religion. And people say often say, oh, religion is the reason for all the troubles in our world today. And you know what? They're actually right. Yeah. Uh, because religion has caused so much trouble in our world. Not a connection with God. Mm. A connection with God has never caused trouble. In fact, a connection with God, of course, has always tro- caused the exact opposite of that. But, um, yeah, religion has definitely caused a lot of yeah. trouble in our world. And that's not that I'm not religious. Yeah, It's fully. not that I'm not part of a religion. Mm. Uh, because having a connection with God involves being a part of a religion. Yeah, fully. Um, doesn't matter what name you give it. and doesn't matter even if it's your only your own religion. It is religion if you have a connection with God. Mm. People say, oh, I have a connection with God, but I'm not religious. Um, well, actually, you are. Yeah, I was actually I was having to think about about this last night. I, I was thinking about you know the relationship to to how we keep the law and and the implication that has on our connection with God that God wants us to keep the law and whatnot. And then I was thinking about the things that we do because um, for me, how I see it is ultimately we're commanded to keep the Ten Commandments, right? Um, and you know, there's also also the health laws as we read in Acts chapter fifteen, which is a Bible study for another time. But ultimately, I was thinking about but there's so many things that we do that aren't really don't really fall under that category of you know things that we do as a church that aren't don't really fall under the category of health laws or the 10 commandments and i was like well then it's tradition and then i was thinking but is it bad to have tradition and i'm like no, no, it's not bad to have, it's tradition. Not bad to have tradition. It's like everyone has tradition, you know, our, our, you know, our state where we live, like our country of Australia has traditions, you know, it's not, it's not that, you know, we're commanded by some higher power or whatever to, for example, um, you know, celebrate the Queen's birthday, but we do. Like, we don't need to celebrate celebrate the Queen's birthday, but we love having a, a long weekend. So, we, we do it and it's, you know, and, and that falls into the legislation of our country because it's like in that time workers have to be paid more because it's a public holiday in that time yeah you, you like you have to be either paid more or given time off work like but that falls into legislation or the law even though it's a tradition and i think you know the same thing can happen in in religion but it's not always a bad thing like it's a lot of good traditions out there a lot of good traditions a lot of great traditions out there so yeah just just, just, just join, join, join my church if you want to come to the grand opening of Raymond Terrace Mission, where we will be singing, singing songs and listening to preachers and eating food and doing everything which the Bible commands us. Then come along this weekend for our grand opening of Raymond Terrace Mission Church. Big uh, plug, big my, plug. Just, just a heads up, everybody. You're going to hear another big plug for this again tomorrow, but then it will all be over. Yeah. 
And Lawson will shut up and get on with radio. Well, maybe. Like he's supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? Yeah, we're talking, <laughs> we're talking about danger. Oh, we were talking about why this is different and that this is not just a state. Mm. It is also a church. Yes. You know, that really limits the number of nations it can possibly be. Yeah. Uh, in in our world, I think. And what's uh, uh, just before you get to that? Yes, hold that thought. Yes, don't don't yes, forget yes. that thought. Just um, before you get there, keep it there. Right, it's locked in. Yes. Before you get there, when you go, we're going to look at ten identifying marks here. Maybe mm-hmm. a few more. Um, half of them are religious, and half of them are political. Ooh. Split fifty fifty. Yeah, I was just going to say just on that thought that this is a, a religious nation because it's you know described um, as a church in Revelation 17 but in Daniel 7 here we see in the very next verse in verse 25 where it says he will defy the most high and oppress the holy people of the most high he will try and to change the sacred festivals and laws they will and, and they will be placed under his control for a time's time and half a time. The, again, this is really bringing out the religious connotations, you know, or, or the, the the implications that, like, oh yeah, like, you know, why would a non-religious power be trying to change times and laws and sacred festivals and and specifically be attacking God's people? Like, there's obviously, you know, there is some religiosity you could say coming out of the text here. So it's like, yeah. Just cool, good, awesome, good times. Okay, big shout out to uh, Shell, my wife. She just, oh, just arrived yeah, in San Francisco. <laughs> so super glad to hear that. Mm. Safe and sound in San Francisco. A couple more legs to go, um, but um, good to get the message through. All right, so we let, let, let's let's work our way down through uh, in more detail here. This whole time, times and half a time thing. Um, the Bible, in, in my translation, which is the older one, says he will speak great words against the Most High. We talked about that yesterday. Yeah, um, He's going to blaspheme. Um, and we talked about what that actually is according to the Bible. He will persecute the saints of the Most High. We've talked about that already. He will think to change times and laws. Your Bible actually said that a little bit differently, and your translation is more interpretive rather than translatory. Is that a word? I'll make it up anyway. I'll claim it. Um, (coughs) So there's a couple of things here that I want to point out that are significant. When the Bible says he will change times and laws, Mm -hmm. times, plural, Mm -hmm. dates, times, etc., more than one, and laws, plural, once again, more than one. The key here to understanding this passage is to understand that uh, this is actually, when it talks about the laws, it's talking about God's law. Yeah. How do you know that? Um, hmm. I think, you know, just in the in the context of the verse, like it's like the most high, the most high, the most high. Then he'll try to change sacred festivals and laws. Is it like... Right. His, and you're absolutely correct. Yeah. Here's some additional context. Mm-hmm. The Bible says he thinks to change times and laws. Yes. That's the key right there. Because the reality is that in your country, if you are the government of your country, you can change any law you want. Yeah. That's not hard. Yeah. You just pass a piece of legislation. Mm. Whereas here you have a situation where a country thinks that they can change something that they can't actually change. They legislate Mm. something that doesn't actually change anything. Yeah. Um, and it has to obviously to do with, uh, and there's more than one thing, so times, uh, laws, plural, and times, plural, plural, and so we're going to, oh, by the way, interesting uh, piece of trivia, on this day, 
This day. Today. Today. Mm-hmm. The 7th of March. Yes. In the year 321. Okay. That's a long time ago. Constantine made Dius Solus the invincible day, the, the day of the invincible sun. Okay. The official day of rest for the Roman Empire and for Christianity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was on this day that uh, that piece of legislation went through. That's just a, a piece of uh, <laughs> piece of trivia I just had to throw in right there. Anyway, on that thought, let's go to Josh Cunningham with Emmanuel. i 
listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
Starts is a free community crush program for kids aged 1 to 5, designed to encourage growth and creativity through Bible stories. Join us each Tuesday during the school term from 9.30 till 11am at the Senior Citizens Hall, 401 Warburton Highway, Wandon North. For more information or to register, go to happyhandsart.com.au forward slash happyhearts or contact Patricia on 0425 854 516. That's 0425 854 516. Happy Hearts. Free fun for kids and the mess stays with us.
enjoy fantastic food, fun, friends and fellowship? Sure do. Then join us at the Philos Food Hub. For $5, you can receive a large food pack with free fruit and veggies thrown in and a complimentary breakfast as well. Wow. Where? At the Multicultural Adventist Church on Newcastle Road in Wallsend, number 63. Is that the big iconic A-frame church near the roundabout? Sure is, and it starts at 10 a.m. every Thursday. Great. I'll see you there.
listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Alas, and did my Savior bleed? Did my sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head of someone such as I? So 